Hey everybody, welcome to Quack Tech. I'm Mike. That's Tommy. Hi, how's it going? That's Kevin. This is Kevin. It is him. Remember in like episode three when I said I thought we had figured some stuff out and like this was gonna be better? Turns out I was wrong. But this time, episode <laughs> four, I'm making that same proclamation. We've got it. We've figured stuff out. And now we're not held down by any like specific movie. We're going through all the different movies, st- through storylines. Tommy, what is our first topic today? Connie and Gee. And after recording episode three, Kevin started spitting some fiery hot takes about Connie and Gee. So I'm just going to let you take it away. Uh, well, I mean, basically my, my stance all along is that Connie's a, a total prude and is uh, – Kind of a kind of a, a bitch. Can we still say that? Are we still? Uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> well, we are now. That ship for sure. Yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, yeah, I mean, she's she's a total bitch. She never she, she's you know she always she's stingy. She's stingy with the pooty. I mean, that's <laughs> okay. basically what it boils down. Keep in mind that the oldest that these kids are supposed to be are freshmen in high school. So I've well, I've taken that into account. But yeah, I mean, well, if you go through, kind she's of, a tease. That's, that's well, all I'm saying. You go through their relationship. D1. Is it a relationship? Can you? Yes. I mean, there's D1. There's really not much until they go to the North Stars game. And they're, well, actually, the practice before, like when they're on the ice at the North Stars. Oh, because they hold hands when they're yeah, skating. Yeah, they're around. holding hands. And then when they go to the North Stars game, Gee, like, takes Connie's hands and she smiles. And then the only other thing we see at the end is a pretty intense makeout sesh for like 12 year olds after they win so i mean i don't think she's that prude (laughs) okay okay so but then that's like that that's how she gets her hooks into him and then for the rest of the series it's her leading him on and every time gee's like oh man i was this close all the time well that was the beginning of d2 obviously but then i mean that's basically how the rest of the series plays out yeah i mean well it's her leading him around on a leash and him you know wagging his tail I don't know. See, because D2, D2, she was going for it, but Averman and Charlie had to do the duck call and the quack attack is back, Jack, and all that whole thing. And then she ran off. Do you like, think Averman's ever touched a woman? <laughs> Averman, I don't know. That's a good question. Like, he worked at a movie theater. I feel like there would some, be some people there that get like, some he play. would work You'd with. get some yeah. play. Oh, yeah. Get some fellow, you know, nerdy, you know, quick-witted girl at the yeah. movie theater. Yeah. Yeah. And so... Going back to Connie and Gee. In D2, there really wasn't much besides that thing. And then D3, there was really two scenes. And, like, I just watched D3 again today. So it's fresh on my mind. <laughs> Probably for, like, the, I don't know, 34th time. Something like that. Today. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so after they tie the Blake Bears 9-9, to yeah, Charlie's going nuts. And... Charlie's going nuts, and Gee says something. I don't remember what Gee says, but Gee says, I think he says, you lost it for us, or something like that. Connie comes in, gives like a shove to Gee, and goes, you lost it for yourself. I was playing hard out there. So is that like kind of the turning point? Is that kind of the end of her relationship there? No, I think that's her asserting that she's the one that wears the pants in the relationship. And I mean, I think that that's the motif throughout the entire series is that she's in charge all the time and Gee needs to stand up for himself. Let's see. Well, also going back to the first one where Kevin says that, you know, she gets her hooks in him in that first one. It's whenever Charlie, uh, or when they have that penalty shot 
And Connie goes, I think Guy should take it. Classic. That is also kind of like, oh, you know, I'm in. You know, I'm totally yeah. in. And so right then, you know, he's totally. Right there. Yeah, exactly. And so he's totally just going to be doing everything that she says now because because she kind of showed that interest in him and then that also backing up there. So there's there's no turning back. Yeah, a, that we talked about that before, but that is really a seminal moment because Connie is the first one to speak of all the team and she suggests D and they all kind of jump on the bandwagon until Gordon says no. Mm-hmm. And then, but... She didn't fight very hard for it. But all she said was, I think he should take it. And, and then just kind of just let, you know, laid back. Well, maybe she's smarter than she looks then because yeah. she knew that Gordon was not going to let Guy I think she's take conniving. It. Interesting. I think it was got a calculated plan. But she's not slimy, is she? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, not well, this. Not good. <laughs> <laughs> not this. So, and then D3... After that, I think the only other really window into their relationship is when they're putting the fire ants into the varsity thing. Connie and Guy are the lookouts, and then they're they're outside, and then she was doing something. She was like, oh, when you look like this, you, and then he steps in and says, look regularly handsome, and, he, and she goes, no, incredibly stupid, and punches him. Like, like so is that like a... Is that a kind of playful thing, or is that like a sign? No, I think that that's turning. Con- that's continuing. You know, the motif like, oh, I was this close. Like he's always, you know, striving toward that goal, and she's always shutting him out. Mm, I don't think necessarily in the third one that's how it is. I think it is. Maybe well, in the third one when she says that she's actually growing tired of him. Yeah. See, I see. I saw kind of the third one as them on this like last viewing. I saw, and well, I was really looking out for it because I knew we were going to record. So I saw that as kind of the turning of the relationship when it's going downhill, like so. He needs to just end. cut bait and leave. So, but is that the case, or is this part of the thing where Connie just has the power and Guy just follows her along like forever because he's like infatuated with her? I I honestly haven't. I mean, where where are they right now? If you had to speculate, what would you say? I think they're done. I think they're long they're done. done. I think they were done. I I think Connie's been married three times with you know, <laughs> four kids. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Pushing a deuce, deuce and a half. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I, maybe Guy was saying getting out of that relationship was the best thing that ever happened to me. Exactly. He's partying it up. Hell, he's probably playing in you know amateur hockey leagues all over the world, You know, getting all sorts of European tail. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like... So are we in agreement that this thing did not last at all? Yeah, I think I'm not sure if it, they tried to make it last all through Eden High and then it they kind of fizzled as they left because they've always been together and they had that huge bond when they first got to uh, Eden High. So it'd, it'd be tough to kind of break that up unless like there was some other team dynamic. Like Connie realizes that oh maybe this teammate is much better at hockey and also better looking or something. I don't know. And then so maybe with that bigger, was with a bigger stick. Yeah, yeah, played with a longer stick. And and so who knows if they, if they would have, you know, kept it going through, uh, through the, the team years. And also whenever you get to high school, I guess hockey is going to be much more rigorous. They say that your little duck tricks aren't going to work anymore, so they they really can't, you know, you know, just have fun out there. They're a boyfriend and girlfriend having fun playing hockey. Now it's like, you know, like you alluded to earlier, Connie, you know, kind of jabbed at him. was like, hey, I played hard out there. And so you can imagine them breaking up over something that happens on the ice. Oh, interesting. And which brings us to the whole hockey dynamic of this relationship. You're you're with each other like all the time because you're playing high level hockey, 
and you're with a bunch of other dudes in the same locker room, dressing in the same locker room. Like if you're if you're on that team, if you're like a Charlie Conway or like an Averman, like how do you see this relationship from your eyes? Like do you like it? Do you not like it? Do you care? Let's see. Well, if I if I'm the captain, let's uh, after Charlie presumably gets his act together after the events of Eden Hall, uh, their freshman year, I guess. <laughs> presumably, he really takes on the captain's role. Hopefully, and it's something that where he really has to keep an eye on it, because a they're gonna start probably you know uh, doing a little bit more than just little kiss on the cheek. Oh yes, and that could really mess everything up. And also with uh, the stress of Eden Hall, you know, being this po- this power hockey, that's going to add to that, and it'll be really easy for them to lash out each other. And obviously, if, when you're close friends with someone on a team, it's it's really easy to uh, to be to be critical of them because you know them better and you could kind of come back. But a relationship, it's it's kind of the uh, the opposite. It's where if someone is like you can't be too critical because you can ruin everything and also let's say you know Fulton or something yelled at Connie and then Gee does he need to agree with Fulton like hey yeah you you know you were kind of slacking mm-hmm. out there or does he need to say Fulton you're out of line so it's it's just kind of an impossible you know dynamic to have on a on that big of a, a team sport so you, i think you could also take the spin that uh Connie i mean uh Charlie Instead of going the uh, leadership route, he would go the assert his dominance route. Oh, and, you know, trying to swoop in and, and take it upon himself to go hook up with Connie, you know, to show Gee that he's in charge. And I mean, you see it in sports all the time. You had, you know, the Pacers this last year. You had Delonte West hooking up with LeBron's mom. <laughs> That's a rumor. That's unsubstantiated. I just want to throw saying, that out there. I'm just it happens, stuff like that in locker rooms. It happens. And. The dominance, you know, male instinct. Yeah, I mean, that could have been the downfall of the Eden Hall dynasty right there. Charlie tries to assert his dominance, goes after Connie. This whole kind of splits the team. Like, I really think any type of split in the Connie-Gee relationship splits the team because now everyone's going to take sides. And then that's just a bad situation. You can't play on the same team as a person. And then maybe Julie makes a run at Gee. Oh, Julie, yeah. Oh, and maybe Julie was playing homewrecker. Yeah. Interesting. But I think Julie, Julie and Scooter, the goalie, I think <laughs> they had something there, you know. We saw a little bit of that. Maybe a peck. Yeah, but, I mean, it could have led to something more. Yeah. Unless Scooter's but a senior. But he was senior. graduating. Yeah. yeah. Well, he was either, he might have been a senior. I mean, the way the movie portrayed it, everyone on Varsity was a senior except for Banks. So there, I guess there were no sophomores or juniors in the school. He probably did that with every freshman female goalie <laughs> <laughs> you're probably right because i guess there probably weren't any others besides julie yeah, you never know but yeah maybe he did do it with every single freshman goalie just, yeah maybe it was, was just ritual really uh it normally it gets in their head guy, he just kisses you know? them on the cheek and so now they're all phased out and they won't take his spot but now julian said likes it and so he doesn't know how to do it and she usurps his spot because he, he doesn't know what he's doing anymore interesting so that's a lot of fractures in the team psyche right Oh, there. yeah. And, I mean, if you're – obviously, Conway is a special case. But if you're, if you're like a Russ Tyler or, or Averman or kind of a more of a role player, like what are you looking at? Because, obviously, you – I don't think you, you might wish you were taking a run at Connie, but you kind of evaluate the situation and say, okay, like I'm not, 
not in position to do this right here. So what is your kind of view of the relationship? B- between Connie and Geek? I yes. Mean, like as a, as, a, as a role player? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think you're taking whatever leftovers Conway is, you know, tossing <laughs> to the side anyway. So, Linda. I mean, I, I, I think I, – I don't think you really pay a whole lot of attention to it un- unless – like I was saying before, somebody else on the team makes a play and splits them, and then it becomes a, a spiral, a downward <laughs> spiral that just, you know, you, you can't stop. So and just a domino Everybody effect. hates everybody. Everybody gets mad at Everybody's jealous. I mean, that's just how it goes. So say they do split. Like, is it just a free-for-all? Is it's everyone free, it's, making moves? It's a free-for-all. I mean, Averman maybe makes a run at Gee as well. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I mean, you never it's a know. twist. Yeah, yeah. You gotta imagine. You Plus, know, scooters hanging around. You know? Yeah, maybe he's scooter is like that guy who comes back even though he's graduated high school and hangs out with them and swoops in, makes a play at gee. Everybody's you making know, plays at gee. I mean, we already talked about the scooter with the other goalies thing. We're I guess. guess. Okay. I mean, okay. Gee, good-looking guy. <laughs> Connie, good-looking girl. Like, who's? Are we? Are we just under the opinion that gee is? kind of outkicking his coverage here or is this like a even type of relationship i think it's uh he he wasn't outkicking his coverage when it was happening but she became like as they grew up together then he became oh, to the point where he's outkicking his coverage so she went to another level and he just kind of yeah you know, was stuck in the middle. I mean, he never really ascended to beyond role player level, you know? Yeah, I would say he he didn't really do much yeah, in D3. Really like, once he much, got to high school, yeah. I thought he had a fantastic game. Oh, I can't remember. It was either against the Hawks or against Iceland. One of those games was a fantastic game, and then he kind of fizzled out from there. But I, I would think I would agree with that. I think, like... Initially, they were pretty even, and then Gee just kind of, like, he he develops, but not at the same level. So, moving on. How do you how do you think uh, the coaches look at this dynamic? Yeah, that you was going to be In my the very first question. one with, like, Bombay, it's like, yeah, they're 11. It's Are we counting the limo driver as a coach? Uh, no. Because no. I think he's looking at her with some, no. you know, mm. bad intentions. Jeez. No. Wildcard no. Kevin. Have you seen that what, because he has a mustache? No, I mean, look at it. He just looks like he's got that in him. That's all I'm saying. All right. That's I'm going to disagree. Yeah, we're going to try and move on. <laughs> Let's reset. Go back to your question. Anyway, time. so, yeah, I think as an 11-year-old, if you're, if you're Bombay or any coach, it's just like, okay, whatever, they're kids. That's more if you're not taking it as seriously. Like, I think, um, you know, Coach O'Reilly in the in the first one, the, the Hawks coach, right? Mm-hmm. Is it O'Reilly or Riley? Riley. It's just Riley. Damn. Anyway, Coach Riley, like Pat Riley, another famous coach. Mm-hmm. I think it's spelled differently, but go ahead. Keep going. Anyway, <laughs> Riley would not have put up with that shit, I think. He would have put a squash to that right. Well, yeah. first of all, he probably wouldn't have let Connie in the team. He seems like that. Yeah. The opposite of the limo driver, if you will. And so he would have he would have put an end to that. And so Bombay you know he he's indifferent when he gets there, and so maybe it's something where he thought about we gotta put an end to this, but the team does well, and so I wonder if he had any kind of like inner demons about it that he lost sleep over, you know, making sure the team is as good as it possibly is. Okay, did did either of you play like high school sports? 
Did you play sure. hockey? Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. Did you have a hard ass coach? You know, just a, a total prick of a yeah. coach. I mean, okay, imagine what that coach would do if you were in that situation and there was a girl on the team. There would be no having that. No. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Okay, but I think... They would squash that instantly. I think Bombay's in a no-win situation here because they're already, at least this is how I took it, they were already kind of established together. He inherited them. Yeah, when Bombay comes in. So if he comes in and says, break it up, now... Like, he doesn't have the trust of that team. That's true. Well, he He's... didn't have the trust of the team to begin with. Exactly. Well, even this is a good way to kind of, like, ruin it, though, as soon as you get there. He did ruin it as soon as he got, and then he got him back. Yeah, he was building the trust, but you can't, I don't, like, I don't so think that's something. That immediately, and then you, and then yeah, you I guess you, well can't, you can't start to build up the trust and then break them over, up. If you, you get well there, it has to be like the very first day. But he does he know on the very first day? I feel like that's something you that's figure a, out. Yeah, that's true. He didn't two, really care. Two he, weeks like, down the road, yeah. something like that. And then he's in a no-win situation. You break him up, you lose all trust. The team loses trust. He probably okay. didn't know Connie was They were a girl. great. <laughs> and, I mean, he didn't but even care. if you keep them together, you're running this risk. So I think Bombay wanted them split. I think like any coach would. Like I think that's just a disaster for the locker room personally. And then but now that he had him, he's got to he's got to do everything he can to keep those two together. Oh, that's true. Keep the status do you think he quo. like coaches Gee he, up like, "Hey, you should take Connie out." He's a relationship counselor as yeah. well as a coach. I think he has to be at some point. And then do you think he puts them on the same line together cuz they could have the like the best chemistry possible but also, you know, the whole if one of them messes up poorly or if they're if they're in a bit of a fight because every couple's gonna fight you know it could really show on the uh, on the ice yeah uh i mean that's tough i think gee was originally on the oreo line so i think yeah. that might have been an indication that he kept them on separate lines mm-hmm. but obviously you can switch lines up pretty easily like hmm i don't think i would do it if I was a coach, because then put them on the same line. Yeah, I think then you're kind of like feelings get in the way, and you want to you want to feed your girlfriend. You want to. That's true. You yeah. Wanna, so I would I would keep them on separate lines mm-hmm. for sure. But moving on to Ted O'Ryan, like how does he play this? Because he's he's new, and it's obviously high school, so it's it's a bit of a plus. He's no duck. Exactly. So can he can he split them up without them? Without them, uh, kind of turning on him. Well, he seems like a good enough coach. He could probably make it seem like it was mutual. Like he put the like the idea oh, in the, both the of their heads. I but I, I kind of look at at that point. It'd be like a parent telling their you know daughter, "You can't see this boy," mm-hmm. and then it just makes him you know grow strong, you know, more attracted. You know, well maybe that that could be his plan. He he calls them each in separately. It's like, hey, you got to end it. And then they'll say, okay, we do. And then like, they keep it on like behind closed doors, and they're able to grow stronger that way. And then they mm-hmm. realize that they hate each other, and then they split up. But that's, not, that's when they're 30, and they've got a couple yeah, kids exactly. and a mortgage, yeah. and their lives He's are terrible. He's got two you know, out of wedlock with another girl, and it's a disaster. Oh, wow. I don't see it's Guy as that type of I don't guy. Think, I don't think Guy's a cheating type. Uh, Maybe once. once he, yeah, I mean, once he but, gets out of high school, I mean, once, you know. See, I think Connie, like, Connie has all the options available to her, and she's a very good female hockey player. That's right. She's, she's not going to have to work for anything. Guy would have to, like, you know, have yeah, to actively true. pursue that's things. That's Connie true. would just you make a great point. pick at the litter. Yeah. Good point, Tommy. So, Banks could, you know. 
Banks and Herbert probably just... He just... Oh, yeah. yeah. Snap his finger and boom. Yeah. That would be very good. They're awesome and make very good hockey players. And she's probably very much like, I've, I've grown up poor or whatever. Grew up in, you know, kind of this slummy neighborhood. Very much working class, mm-hmm. blue collar. And then you got this Banks kid who's... Cake eater. He's, he's rich. And rich people are definitely better looking, obviously. That's true. <laughs> I mean... And so now she wants maybe this better lifestyle, and she realizes, gee, you know, he's not that as good of a hockey player, and he's certainly not as rich. But Banks is Banks great playing in the player, NHL, and he's, you yeah. know, he's rich, and you know, he's gonna be able to provide. Maybe I should try and you know go after Banks instead. Uh, that's smart. That's smart. But like, does Banks? I think we just found another sequel, by the way. <laughs> does Banks? I guess he I think Banks is a good teammate. He wouldn't have enough. He wouldn't have to do much, but would he have enough awareness to make the moves he needed to pull off the switch like that? See, I, I, I think once Banks becomes a senior, like once he's at that level, I think he reverts back to his Hawk days. Oh. And he's the man again. And, you know, he just dominates in all facets of high school life. He gets the girl, he, you know. He's he's the star. He gets whatever he wants. I, I I think he reverts back to that. I don't know. It seems like he's Mister like gotta think about hockey all the time. Cause remember in D two, he's looking up in the stands and all worried. And Charlie goes, "What's the matter, man? You got a girl in the stands?" He goes, "Nah, man. Scouts." He is a hundred percent focused on becoming a professional hockey player. But I don't know. Once you once you get to that certain level, you break away from that, and you you just become right, this, right. But, this god. But this is us. We went to public school, so I mean, th- he's going to this. He'd be even more of a god at, yeah. a, at a at a private hockey power. Right, but still, he's putting in every single like spare minute, you know, into becoming this hockey player. Yeah, Pete, girls are probably gonna be like throwing themselves. Oh, yeah. He would be, but Will I think Chamberlain. He, I think he has like the willpower <laughs> I mean, to not do it. And he also seems very kind of like bashful. Like, would he even if Connie was that's throwing what I'm saying. himself? Once he be, once he gets that level, he comes. So out you of think shell and he, he would becomes, have like the ego also? Yes, I think he would revert back to his hawk days where he, you know, he, he's like, oh, I'm the man, I'm the man, and okay. So if okay, let's say. And then he has kids at a wedlock. It's, it's so a let's say Banks, <laughs> you and you and kids at a wedlock, man. It's like Kevin's favorite thing. I know you gotta stop. Least favorite thing. All right, before we get into some like political stuff, <laughs> I don't know where you're going. So let's say let's say Banks is open to it. Like with like obviously Connie and Gee have some sort of respect for each other. They like each other, and like. So, I mean, would this be a bad enough breakup where Connie would be like, screw Gee, I'm going after his teammate and one of his friends? See, I, I Does don't... she have that in her? See, I don't, think, I don't think she would be vindictive, but I think Gee would. Like, once... Like, he would go that, after Julie? Like, be, because he had been mistreated for so long, like, she would do it without thinking twice, but Gee would do it maliciously. That's at least that's what I would think if if that if they were to break up and be in that situation, I think Guy would go out of his way to piss her off, and then that would just be a spiral out of control for the team. I mean, there's no way they win four state titles, yeah. three state titles. I see Guy as more like passive than that. I think he. I just think it'd kinda... make him snap though. I, that's what that's Ooh. what I'm saying. I, mm. I think he'd be, he'd been under her thumb for so long that he would spin out of control at Do that. Do you point think he would say, like, hey Julie? Get over here, and, and mm-hmm. all of just trying to like to get her back, or yeah, 
Yeah. Like to get back at her or yeah. to like win her back? No, to get back at her. Mm-hmm. And but but Connie would probably just sleep with every dude on the team just be, <laughs> just be, just just because. I mean, <laughs> wow. Hot sports opinions. Wow. Just because. I don't think so. I think I think she's that kind of girl. I do not. Neither do I. I well, I, we have differing opinions on this apparently. Yeah. I wish there was like a way to prove this, but it's I just think she's just a, a controlling, bad person. I, I won't say the B word, but that's... <laughs> said it 40 times already. Well, I mean, not in direct reference. Okay. All right. You know. Now, I do, I do want to bring up quickly, like, uh, Dwayne, you know, he's very much like the Southern Texan gentleman, so he wouldn't stand for that. And I'm not saying he's a leader on the team, but he would very much be like, hey, y'all, you know, why are we doing this? Why can't Connie and, Ge- Connie and Gee are supposed to be together? They're supposed to get married, blah, blah, blah. And he would kind of put that in people's heads. And so Russ would probably be like, you know, he's right, blah, blah, blah. We can't let this happen. We need to have them get back together. Banks, don't go screwing Connie. And, you know. Meanwhile, Connie's taking his ropes and tying him up. Well, and- okay. Well, I mean, if you go to D2, Connie's on the boards. When Dwayne Robertson looks exactly. down, sees oh. the rope, and so then maybe he's Sanderson. Well, that's because I think that's more of a chivalry thing. Okay, I think that's, that's more of a jealousy thing, or a protective. Like he has deep-seated feelings. So maybe he's like acting protective. Oh, this is my sister, but he actually, you know, thinks of her as maybe potential romantic uh, partner one day. I wouldn't use the word sister, but in that, in, in well, the, the way he's the protective. <laughs> But yeah, you okay. need to be protective of your sister, but not. So we just delved into completely different. So if let's say if Guy Germain is on the boards and Sanderson's making a run at him, he's probably does just he like, d- mm. take the rope and maybe he and, does, maybe not as as passionately. I don't uh, think he does. Really? No, because yeah. you're the, you're the southern. You, for you just said he was like a southern general. I think he was. Yeah. I think he no, was no. just sticking up for the teammate. I think he was doing it because she was a woman. That's and oh. like yeah, yeah that's exactly. A good point because he does say after. Yeah, it's because like we treat women with respect, but it's kind of like the whole, you know, a man can stand up for himself. A man can do this thing, but in some of the southern culture, it's you know, women are, you know. You know, you can hit a guy, and it's just like, okay, whatever, there's a fight. But if you hit a girl, and it was like a fight, it's just very different. And so I think that's what his mentality is. It's because Connie is a, is a girl. He has to, like, protect her. She's not, you know, able to kind of stand up to Sanderson like he would be able to. That's what Dwayne's thinking is. Interesting. So you're saying if they split up, Dwayne would try to keep the team together? I, yeah, also because he's kind of simple. Yeah, that's why he would go with like, hey, you know, they were supposed to stay together forever and be Come married. On, y'all. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but like, would they respond? Because he's obviously very dumb. Mm-hmm. He doesn't know what the little itty bitty fork is for. <laughs> and they had to, they had to explain. Russ Tyler had to explain to him something about, about their scholarships being revoked, like adios amigo. Yeah. So I mean, would the team respond to Dwayne? I think no, I don't think so. I think after a while they would just as kind of because he's got that innocence basically of like a dumb kid. But that's not who people follow. No, they don't. They don't follow. But it's kind of like the whole like from the mouth of babes will come the truth or whatever, like the innocence of a child. (laughs) And so, like I can I can imagine them being like at arms or whatever, like just kind of being ready to you know. That's Go to war over this, right there. And then Dwayne's like, guys, why are we fighting? 
And then Charlie's like, you're right. You know, let's listen to this idiot for once. Charlie is the voice of reason. Well, he's, a, well, he's the captain because he's the one who has to set the example. Yeah. And so, like, he can pick up on Dwayne's. I guess cues. this depends on which era Charlie we're talking. Well, about. if we're and if we're talking, if Charlie's making a play on Connie, then that's not the case. <laughs> yeah. But if Charlie is not, if Charlie's just kind of, if they're just. Well, Charlie is up, like ideally Charlie with comes Linda. In. I mean, he doesn't. He doesn't he's, want to get. He's with listening her. to yeah, Pantera. Yeah, that's a good point. That is a great. <laughs> he's listening to Pantera with Linda. <laughs> that is a good point. So yeah, so if he's just kind of on the outside, I see. I could see that happening, but do they? Let's say this happens. Let's say. Connie and Gee break up during the hockey season or yeah really like beginning hockey season during hockey season uh, is the team able to come together quick enough to preserve the dynasty and keep the state championships going I, I think and, it, it wholly depends on which direction it spirals you know that we that we just whether it just becomes vindictive and everybody's you know going after each other and or if I yeah. could I could see one of them quitting the team. Mm. I I could see either doing it. You know, I could see Connie doing it because she just, you know, she knows that this is Gee kind of always wanted to play hockey, whatever, and he was good at it. And not that she wasn't any good, but I could also see Gee quitting because, you know, the the guys hate me because you know I I'm ruining the team, whatever. So I'm leaving. He's gonna join the football team, and go slay over there. Yeah, exactly. He's been. <laughs> He's been looking at the football roster, and he knows that they suck. So the hockey <laughs> he's school. a quarterback, and you know he'll go over there, and yeah, yeah, and then he gets Connie back. Wow, that's a fairy tale ending. And our that time sounds like an awful but yeah, actually, I do <laughs> well, think that would be the most realistic. Is if something did happen, one of them would leave. They would probably try to like, oh, we can, you know, we'll make it work. We're not taking sides, but then they. You know, inevitably would take sides. How it is with any like and kind of schism. Enough in a players would get hurt that they'd have to play on the same line, and then they would, you know. Okay. Re, you know. I don't know. So I mean, real I quick, is in that scenario, like quick team with that, would that would that be enough for them to come together and win the state championship? Um, I say no. They lose in the quarterfinals. Well, I say semis. All right, there you have it. That's it. We're running out of time. Uh. Go to thequacktech.com, go to iTunes, give us five stars, download, subscribe to us, and uh, at QuackTechPod on Twitter. Yes. And, yeah, do all that, and then come back and tell us you did all that. And remember, ducks fly together. Ducks fly together. Quack, quack. <laughs>